A candidate for the Virginia House of Delegates has been discovered to have regularly streamed lots of weird sex stuff online for money. And she didn't do it way back in her wayward youth many, many years ago. She appears to have done it pretty recently and with her husband. And we're not just talking about posing for Playboy. We're talking about real, depraved, weird sex stuff. Now, I am not going to say what those weird sex things are, because this is a family show. It's very wholesome. I'm also not going to say her name, because one, it's ungentlemanly. Two, I don't want to promote her porn business. And three, I don't want to promote her campaign. I actually don't know which of those last two would be worse. Now, strange as the story is, the candidate's response to the revelation is somehow even stranger. She is accusing the people who discovered her myriad porn videos of committing, quote, a sex crime to attack her and her family. She says, quote, there is no line they won't cross to silence women when they speak up. This is public porn. This was not revenge porn. This wasn't some private video or photos that some vindictive ex decided to publish later. This was this woman's very public prostitution business. Every single video and picture is something that she herself published to the internet. And the videos are not just a private matter. They are politically relevant because they show that there is nothing that this woman won't do for money. They show that there is no higher ideal that she serves beyond temporal pleasure and the almighty dollar. You can't even say that she's got a higher ideal here of of upholding sex work as this this great ideal of individual self-expression or whatever, because she is rightly ashamed of the videos, and she's furious that she now has to deal with the consequences of her public actions. In other words, and I don't mean this as a cheap shot, I mean this in a true philosophical sense, This woman is the perfect liberal politician. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Good Ranchers. Get great meat at a secure price and 25 bucks off your order with my code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. I had a delicious, juicy Good Ranchers steak just a few nights ago, and it was magnificent as always. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use code Knowles today. Apple, largest company on earth, is uh, worshiping Mother Gaia in its new uh, ad for the new big announcement of products. Uh, We'll get to that in just a second. First, though, we're going to get all the weird sex stuff out of the way early in the show. Keep it wholesome around here, okay? But I I just can't move on so quickly from the world's two oldest professions just coming back together again. And it's really not a cheap shot. When I say this is the perfect liberal politician, this, this porn lady who is now furious that she has to deal with the consequences of her actions— I mean it in the, the real sense of liberalism. The point of liberalism, classical liberalism, modern liberalism, is to do away with ordinary political battles. The, the promise of liberalism when it came to the fore 300 years ago was that people are going to give up their deeply held belief. They're going to give up wars of religion. They're going to give up wars of ideology. They're going to give up 
their petty differences, and they're also going to give up their higher ideals. They're going to give up a, a sense of glory and nobility and honor. And they're, what they're going to give all that up for is commerce, that we're going to have a pluralistic society where we're all members of different groups. I've got an allegiance to my church. I've got an allegiance to my bowling league. I've got an allegiance to my job. But we're, we're not going to be too tied to any of those things. We're just going to say that the only point of government is to allow us all to trade peacefully and accumulate private property and get more stuff. And that's it. And then if we want any meaning in our lives, that meaning is not going to be provided by the state. That meaning is not going to be provided by the political community moving towards some goal or some conception of the good and the true and the beautiful. We're just going to have to provide that for ourselves. The the only meaning we're going to find in our lives is individual self-expression. Anything else would be authoritarian and repressive and regressive and very much not liberal. That that is what the liberal theorists themselves, increasingly over time, said. And that's what this woman is doing. She has taken this uh, degradation of the higher ideals of politics, and she's taken this exaltation of commerce and worshiping mammon to its logical conclusion. And that is, she's going to degrade herself into being a porn performer for basically no reason. This woman's a nurse practitioner. I think her husband's a lawyer. I don't think they need the money, okay? It's not like they're, they're trying to put a couple pennies together to buy a loaf of bread. They just wanted to do this. They have some weird fetish, I guess, and, and they were, they're willing to seduce men and run their pockets dry to make a few pennies. This is going to happen a lot more often. The other reason I mention this is not because of this House delegate race. No one cares about that in in Virginia. It's because a lot of people have been suckered into this line of thinking to some degree or another, to degrading themselves for money or for temporal pleasure, to sending naked pictures of themselves to their boyfriend when they were 18 or something, to doing OnlyFans, to doing whatever website this lady was on. To people, we're in the internet age and we're in an age without the traditional moral strictures that have defined our civilization, which means you put those two ingredients together, and we're in an age that does worship money. So you put those three ingredients together, there's a lot of dirt on people, okay? And so we might say, wow, what a crazy wild candidate. Expect more of this. There are going to be more and more people who have done weird porn stuff who enter politics because there's just a much larger percentage of the population that has has grown up, it's not even totally their fault, has grown up without the shame that was associated with this and with a lot more technological opportunity to do it. Now, before we move on from weird sex stuff entirely, we've got to switch political parties to Senator Kennedy, one of the great figures, Senator, Senator Foghorn Leghorn uh, over at the Capitol, who during a Senate hearing reads one of the books that the liberals are so upset at having been banned from public schools. You've heard this from the liberals. Those conservatives, those authoritarians, they're trying to ban books from our schools, and that's why the children won't be exposed to these important works of literature. Well, here are the important works of literature that the libs want to shove down your kid's throat. All boys aren't blue. And I will quote from it. I put some lube on and got him on his knees. And I began to from behind. I and kissed him while he He asked me to turn over while he 
on himself. This was my and I was struggling to imagine someone he got on top and slowly inserted it was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life eventually I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain close quote all boys aren't blue yeah I sort of wish my producers had bleeped out more of that that's uh, unfortunate but I'm I'm glad that we played it, and I'm glad that Senator Kennedy read this. The the liberals, the best reaction here was from this liberal Aaron Rupar, who's some lib journalist, and he he tweets out, he goes, Senator John Kennedy having a very normal one during these Senate hearings, and he, then he posts him reading this book. Hold on, you're you're making fun of John Kennedy. You're saying it's it's inappropriate. You're insinuating that it's inappropriate for John Kennedy to read this disgusting, perverted, sick gay porn in the Senate. The disgusting, perverted, sick gay porn that you want to read to students, to minors, that you are whining about being banned from schools. This book, according to the publisher, is suitable for kids 15 years and up. You think a 15-year-old should be reading that? You think a 15-year-old should be reading that in school? You think that... Only 15-year-olds are going to be reading that. If you put a book like that in school, first of all, it's probably going to be assigned even at lower ages than that. Did you ever watch a PG-13 movie before you were 13? I think so. Put it in the library of these schools. There are going to be kids in that school who are 14 years old, 13 years old. By the way, it's probably not only going to be in the high schools. It's probably going to make it down to the middle schools. Who knows how much lower it's going to get. So why did Kennedy do this? Why did I even play this disgusting clip on this show? It was a trap that Kennedy was setting. Kennedy read that book during the Senate hearing to get the Aaron Rupars of the world to say, what the hell's wrong with you? That's disgusting. Exactly. That is disgusting. And what he's showing here, what Kennedy is showing here, is that the, the idea that we have in our head of what a book ban is and the reality of what a book ban means in practice in some high school or middle school are very, very different things. We, living in our liberal culture, according to which the highest and actually only moral edict is to just do whatever you want as an individual, we believe that we should never ban books. There's there's nothing worse than a book ban in, in the modern liberal mind. And yet, you look back through history— Plato supported book banning and book burning. Uh, The apostles supported book banning and book burning. The uh, Christians and Westerners going all the way up through the Middle Ages, the scholastics supported book bans and book burning. Even you get to the the Protestant Revolution, Martin Luther, I'm not the biggest Martin Luther guy in the world, but Martin Luther also supported book banning and book burning. You get all the way up. And, And so you realize, wait a second, how come so many people of prominence, many of whom were very intelligent, very serious people, why did they support certain restrictions on what can be read in certain places? Well, because classrooms are like crystal balls, because your mind matters. If you, if you just open your mind and your, your mind's eye up to filthy, disgusting things all the time, like whatever that Virginia House delegate candidate was doing or whatever whatever porn these liberals want 12-year-olds to be reading in school, 
it's going to it's going to mess up your mind it's going to mess up your desires it's going to mess up your ability to control your actions with your rational will that's why they're trying to do it and that's why serious statesmen and serious educators for all of history have said no you got to be careful about this and you can't just have a totally open society as the liberals tell us to do you have to have decent limits especially when we're talking about education and early education because a, th- a third grade classroom is not going to be the place where you debate uh, contentious matters of philosophy. A third grade classroom is where you are taught as a matter of rote coercion, basic stuff to tamp down your appetite, uh, exercise your rational will, and then hopefully be able to resist this crap when you become an adult and the libs keep trying to force it on you. We've got to restore some balance to society. Got to restore some balance of nature. That's why you got to go check out Balance of Nature today. Right now, go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Knowles. Living a healthy lifestyle is not always easy, especially when you're always on the go. You need simple manageable routines to make sure you're getting the proper nutrition every day. That is why I'm a huge fan of Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature fruits and veggies are a great way to make sure you're getting essential nutritional ingredients every single day. Their capsules are packed with 100% whole food that you can take at any time. Balance of Nature uses a cold vacuum process that preserves the natural phytonutrients in whole fruits and vegetables and encapsulates them for easy consumption. Balance of Nature sent a bunch of their products down to the studio for my team to try. We all love them. Make fruits and vegetables part of your diet. Your body will thank you. And hopefully, Balance of Nature will send more products so these hyenas that steal my Balance of Nature won't be able to get all of them. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, for 35 bucks off your first order as a preferred customer. Balanceofnature.com, promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, for 35 bucks off your first order. Balanceofnature.com, promo code Knowles. Speaking of Democrat extremism, Kamala Harris insists that she does not support, no one, no Democrat supports abortion up until the moment of birth. That's a fake, ridiculous Republican talking point. But then when she's asked what limits she would place on abortion, she comes up short. What is it that you believe? I mean, what week of pregnancy should abortion access be cut off? We need to restore the protections of Roe versus Wade. Which We're was, not trying to do something new. Well, that There's, was nebulous because it was about viability, which could be anywhere between 20 to 24 weeks. And But... It, so no 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 no. Let, that's, let's that let, was me, in let me be very clear. the Women's Health Protection Act. That let the White me be House also let me be very clear. From day one, the president has been clear. I have been clear. <laughs> we need to put back the protections that are in Roe v. Wade into law. Put a pause since right the Supreme. That's not clear. That's not clear for the reason that good on this journalist from CBS for saying. She says no no no. It, Roe v. Wade was just a Supreme Court decision that had an ambiguous uh, uh, limit on when one could obtain an abortion, and it varied even with the development of uh, modern technology. Also, Roe v. Wade was a court decision. It was not a piece of legislation. So by definition, if you're going to pass a law, that is something new, that is something different, and you're going to have to come to a more precise ruling on when you would limit abortion. And Kamala Harris says, no, no, no. Beep, boop, beep, boop. My talking point says go back to Roe v. Wade. Yeah, but that, obviously you see how that's not possible because this is a law and that was a court decision and the court decision was ambiguous as to what the limit would be. So what's the limit? No, I'm going to be really clear. But then she but then she won't be clear. Keep going. Court took it. Congress has the power and ability to pass legislation to put those protections back in law and Joe Biden will sign that bill. So that is what we want. 
but does it need to be specific in terms of defining and where that guarantee goes up to and where it does not at which week of pregnancy we need to put back in place <laughs> the protections of Roe versus Wade you we know are why not just glitching out question but, though because we're not trying to but we're not trying to do anything that did not exist before June put a pause there. of last a federal abortion law didn't exist before. So you are tr- doing something that's new. No, no, but it's just Roe v. Wade. Yeah, those are totally different things involved in totally different branches of government. And actually, the law that you guys are trying to pass is totally different and more radical even than Roe v. Wade. So I don't know. I want to be as charitable as possible. And I think I am being as charitable as possible when I say I don't think Kamala Harris knows anything about pretty much anything. So she might just sincerely not understand that what she's saying is not coherent or intelligible. She might also be lying. But I, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and assume she just is not all that intelligent or knowledgeable and can't understand that when you pass a new law that has never existed before, that is a new thing. Keep going. Last year. We well, are it, saying it wasn't no, crafted but, into law. And that's why I'm asking you for the specifics there, because Republicans say the lack of a precise date in cutting it off. You know this. Is they say that allows Democrats to perform abortions up until, you know, birth. Which is ridiculous. Which is statistically which is, which is, not accurate. And, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> so now you see, okay, this is why the CBS journalist is pushing so hard here. A lot of conservatives want to say, wow, good on her. She's a good journalist. She's actually speaking truth to power. No, no, no. She just realizes Democrats have this big vulnerability, which is they support abortion up until the moment of birth. In the case of the former Virginia governor, Ralph Northam, they support abortion after birth. And so she knows this is a big vulnerability. She wants to help Democrats by taking that talking point off the table. So she's serving up to Kamala on a silver platter. Hey, come on, man. Prove to me that this isn't real. Look, it's ridiculous. It's statistically insane. What do you mean statistically insane? The law says you can have an abortion up until the moment of birth. That's what the law says. That's not a lie. That's not statistically crazy. That's not hyperbole. It's what the law says. That's what they did in New York. That's what the Virginia governor was pushing. That's what exists in a lot of places around this country. So that's real. And, and the CBS journalist is saying, please, please just disprove that. And Kamala says, I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? Okay, so what's the limit? Uh, omina, omina, omina. The mischaracterization so, of the point. No, the point but, is, but the do point you need is to be more precise? To, I am being precise. We <laughs> need to put into law the protections of Roe versus Wade. Just total, total gaslighting. I, I am grateful to that CBS journalist because... Even if, I don't, I don't want to try to guess at her motives. It would seem that her motive is, hey, come on, let's take this anti-Democrat talking point off the table. And Kamala just won't do it. And then she gaslights on top. I am being precise. It's going to be something. It's going to be something, and that something is good. Speaking of the Biden administration, uh, Kevin McCarthy, House Republican leader, has just come out. And finally, after weeks of speculation, he has said they are going to open an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. That's why today... I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. 
I believe the President would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee and Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. Now, I do not make this decision lightly. And regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. All true. This is a smart thing to do. It will keep Biden a little bit on his heels, hopefully get us a little bit more information about Biden, keep the story of Biden's corruption in the news, if nothing else. The best argument against Biden's impeachment, of course, is Kamala Harris. You saw it on display right there in that interview with CBS. She has got nothing. Joe Biden seems like he is a Rhodes Scholar compared to uh, Kamala. And Joe Biden, obviously, is not quickest on his feet either. We can say this is because Biden's senile. We can say this is because Kamala Harris is not particularly smart. But I, I want to be nicer to Kamala here, and, and to Biden for that matter. When Kamala can't answer what the limit is on the Democrat view of abortion, that's because there isn't one and there can't be one. The logical conclusion of the Democrat view on abortion is that women should be able to murder their children up until at least the moment of birth. There's no limiting principle because from the moment of conception, a baby is alive and a baby is human. There is nothing that changes other than the natural development of that baby. But there's, if human life has any sanctity to it, if, if innocent human life has any uh, right to not be killed, then it has that from the moment that it begins. And so it's, it's not just that Kamala is a weak politician. It's not just that she hasn't thought through her view. She probably has thought through her view, and she realizes that there is no point at which she can say this is going to be the limit that, that is going to make any sense as a matter of bioethics, and two, that's going to appease her base, because her base is, is further even than the politicians tend to be. Hillary tried to walk this line by saying abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. That didn't work. That fell apart because the base recognizes that ideas have consequences. The consequences of the idea that a woman should be able to murder her child is that a woman should be able to murder her child when she feels like it. And so that's a ghastly view. It's why the Democrats have to hide it. And if you have to hide your views in public, that should, at least some of the time, make you wonder, huh, are my views good? <laughs> is what I believe a good thing or is it evil? Now, you want to talk about a really good thing? That's Good Ranchers. Right now, go to GoodRanchers.com. Use promo code Knowles. I just adore Good Ranchers. Our team is constantly talking about delicious all-American meat. You know what they like even more? When that American meat is free. That's one of the reasons that these guys love Good Ranchers. They source the best meat in America, deliver it to your door. Even better, right now they are offering two years of free ground beef to anyone who subscribes. That is a $480 value. Not only are you going to get the best cuts of meat from a trusted 100% American source company. You're also going to lock in your price for two whole years when you subscribe to any of their boxes. That is two years of free high quality ground beef and a locked in price. 
No other meat company guarantees anything like that. You should get it right now. I don't actually know how the finances work on this, how they can afford to do it. It's just the best. And especially with the ground beef, you're getting the best burgers I've ever had in my entire life. You're getting steak that is absolutely out of this world. Every single cut of it. You can get the chicken, you can get the pork. I just freaking love this company and I eat it multiple times a week. And if you're not, if you're not eating it, you, you should be. I, when I was a kid, steak was like a very rare, special treat. And the notion that you could just get great steak now basically whenever you want is mind-blowing. Go to GoodRanchers.com today. Use code Knowles for $25 off and free ground beef for two years. Subscribe to any box to lock in your price on America's best meat for two whole years. GoodRanchers.com. Use code Knowles for over 500 bucks in savings. Subscribe to Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. I've told you time and time again. I hate to say it. It pains me. But don't say I didn't tell you so. Yes or no, the game has sold out. I said it would sell out. It sold out. Over at dailywire.com slash shop. It will come back into stock. However, we, got, we order these things and they sell out immediately. If you want this game for your Halloween parties, if you want this game for Thanksgiving, if you want this game for Christmas to give to your friends or play with your family, get it now. If you already have the classic game, be sure to get the all-new Conspiracy Theory Expansion Pack in time for spooky season. Speaking of, by the way, my collection and the rapidly approaching change of seasons, if you are even mildly familiar with this show, you might be aware of my autumnal affinity for a certain seasonal treat. I am an aficionado of the PSL, the pumpkin spice latte. I am a basic white girl from September 1st up through the beginning of winter. So what better way? to bring the fall atmosphere into your home than with the all-new Michael Knowles Pumpkin Spice Candle. I call it the Pumpkin Spike Knowles Candle. It's wonderful. It's filled with mm, cinnamon, mm, maybe a little vanilla, mm, mm, some nice pumpkin spice. It's available now in my collection. Uh, this is going to sell out if it hasn't sold out already. I think it may have, but but we've got more coming in. Uh, order order it right now if you want it. It's uh, delicious. It's lovely. It's a nice little, nice little label on it. It's very, very seasonal. Thealiwire.com slash shop. Speaking of Joe Biden, I don't know if you stay up at night. I stay up because I'm reading and smoking cigars, but some people stay up because they're afraid of things. You know, they might be afraid of how to pay the bills. They might be afraid of all the attacks on our children. They might be attack, uh, uh, they might be afraid of the American political order fraying. They might be afraid of war, even nuclear war. But Joe Biden says, no, none of that is frightening compared with the terror of climate change. In addition to helping the environment overall, and the only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 years. And we're in real trouble. There's no way back from that. Are you more frightened of global warming than you are of nuclear war? I'm not particularly frightened of either, but I would say nuclear war is a more frightening prospect. And yet, if you're listening to this show, you're probably going to make fun of this. You say, what kind of stupid dummy is terrified of climate change? A fair number of people, I know people, I have friends from New York who say, I don't know if I'm going to have a child because, you know, climate change. They'll grow up in a world with the rising sea levels and the 
apocalypse, Armageddon of tsunamis and whatever else is predicted. The sun monster coming down. And they'll also say, and if we have more children, that'll contribute to climate change. But people really believe this. They really believe this is the threat to humanity, even more than nuclear war. It reminds me of a line from the founder of anarchism, Pierre-Joseph Proudhon, who says that whoever invokes humanity wants to cheat. People do this in politics a lot, especially in liberal politics. But if you say, I'm fighting on behalf of humanity, you're cheating. That's not how politics works. In politics, people are divided into different sides. At the level of domestic politics, it's the Republicans and the Democrats, the left and the right. At the level of international politics, it's the Americans versus the Russians or versus the Chinese or Iraq versus Iran. But there's always a concrete enemy and there there are always concrete political allies and friends. When you get to the, the level of humanitarian politics, where you say, we're all, it's all just, we're citizens of the world, man, just coming together, you know? What you're really saying is that we're going to get rid of politics. This is something that the liberals have tried to do. This is what Fukuyama means when he says that we've reached the end of history. The meaning of that phrase is that politics, as we have known it for all of recorded history, that will cease to exist. The antagonisms, the divisions, the wars, that's going to go away. And we're all just going to kind of give up our deeply held beliefs and get together for the purpose of free trade and the accumulation of material wealth. But that's not how human beings work. We're drawn to more than that. Cheap Chinese stuff is not enough to inspire and sustain a life. That's why when we've achieved this alleged liberal utopia, what do people start to do? They start doing a bunch of drugs and weird sex stuff and killing themselves. (laughs) And the life expectancy actually decreases and birth rates decrease and the civilization starts to die. This is not how human beings are meant to live. We are the political animal, as Aristotle says, and we, we live in political society. So one trick One trick that the liberal politicians try to use to allow politics to continue, even when we're talking about all this humanitarian, we're all together kumbaya kind of stuff, is they have to just invent an enemy. And not an enemy within the human species, but an enemy outside of it. So they'll say, no, 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 we're all united because we're fighting climate change. That's the big enemy. We we just observed the anniversary of 9-11. What do people always say about 9-11? Well, it was this horrible, horrible day, but the one silver lining in that awful storm cloud was we all came together. We'd never been so united. I don't remember having unity like that before. Everybody says it. And they're right. We had a very clear enemy. You saw the face, Osama bin Laden. That was the clear enemy that united all of the American people. In order to be united, you have to have a clear sense of who your enemy is. And in liberal politics, where we refuse to say that any people are actually the enemy, we say, oh, it's, it's climate change, it's the sun monster, it's something else, it's something outside of us. But that, that in itself is a highly political operation, because what that means then is the people who contribute to global warming, they're the worst enemies of all. Oh, they're much worse enemies than Osama bin Laden. They're much worse enemies than Stalin or Mao or Hitler even. They're much worse enemies because their enemy is not just some country or some particular type of people, but but their enemy is all of humanity. And so, ironically, the humanitarian liberal politics, which, which 
purports to to usher in an age of peace where we all just kind of love each other, that ends up being the cruelest kind of politics of all. You know this. It's always the liberals with the crazy colored hair who say, hey man, peace and love, be kind. Be kind to everybody. Just be really nice. They're always the cruelest people who ostracize members of their family, who shriek horrible obscenities, who threaten to kill people, who show up to my speeches and throw explosives at the wall. It's always those people. And it seems like there's a contradiction there, but there isn't really. They, They have convinced themselves that they're standing up for all of humanity. And it just so happens that the people they disagree with cease to be human (laughs) or they forfeit their humanity because they have made themselves the enemy of all of humanity. And you see this especially, especially when it comes to climate change. Apple, biggest company in the world, has just had its big annual Apple event where we're unveiling the new products and the new technologies. And Tim Cook did this by opening the show with a skit that he had filmed in which he is accountable to Mother Earth. Mother Nature. Mother Nature, welcome to Apple. How how is the weather getting in? The weather was however I wanted it to be. Let's cut to the chase. In 2020, you promised to bring Apple's entire carbon footprint to zero by 2030. Henry David Thoreau over here said we have a profound opportunity to build a more sustainable future for the planet we share. I think our 10 o'clock said the same thing. They all do. All right. This is my third corporate responsibility gig today, so who wants to disappoint me first? Well, we've got some updates we are excited to share with you. Materials? Status. Is there a materials person here? Yes. We are in the process of eliminating all plastic from our packaging by the end Let me guess. 50 years from now when someone else is left holding the bag? By the end of next year, actually. Oh, wow. And it goes on and on and on. We'll cut it off there. I can't. This is exhibit 375,000 that our civilization is returning to a pagan kind of public religion. This is just the opposite of Christianity. Tim Cook is sitting there and he's going to be accountable to that higher power that rules over him. And what is that higher power? Is that higher power God? No, it's a nature spirit. We see in the Bible, as people begin to become aware of the one true God, the Lord our God, the distinction between the true God and all the fake gods is that all the fake gods that people worship, they're just kind of nature spirits. They're they're lower worldly kind of entities. God himself is outside of the world. He created the world. He is the unmoved mover. He is is perfectly himself, and then he, in an act of love, creates everything, including the world. And he says, don't worship worldly things. Don't become worldly, but look to the things of the Spirit. What does Apple say here? No, 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 we're just going to worship literally the world. We're literally going to worship Mother Nature. And why are we going to do that? Well, because we want to make sure that in this fleshy terrestrial life, we get to keep appeasing the spirits of the sky, the spirits of the the oceans, the uh, principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And we don't even notice it. Most people are going to watch that. 
If you're listening to this show, you probably are a little uh, more in tune with, with the underlying message of this kind of propaganda. But most people are going to watch it and say, oh, that's kind of cute. Ha, ha, ha. Mother Nature's upbraiding the CEO of Apple. Teehee. Okay, whatever. Moving on. And you don't recognize that the kind of understanding of human nature and religion that's being pre- presented here is the exact opposite of the religion that built our entire civilization. But, but also that this is the normal kind of religion that exists has existed most places on earth for most of the history of the world other, other than after the incarnation. This is, this is normal paganism. And as our country and our culture is giving up Christianity, we're just returning to that. We're doing the same thing that the Canaanites used to do. We're worshiping nature and we're sacrificing our children. To, to appease our false gods. That's what we're doing. And, and there's nothing new under the sun. And we, we think that we're very modern and scientific and innovative, and we're not. We're just, we're either going to choose good things that have been around for a long time, or we're going to choose bad things that have been around for a long time. Now, speaking of false religions and powers of the air, did you see this story? I have to get to it because I know Walsh is going to get to it and he's going to spread his ridiculous propaganda. So I've got to get to it. There's a story coming out of Mexico that UFOlogists, have presented to the Mexican authorities mummified UFO ET corpses. And you look at the corpses and they look like little, I don't know, terracotta figures or something. They look like little little stonework that some eccentric would have around his garden. And they, they purport to they look just like ET. I mean, like actually from the Steven Spielberg movie. And they say, these are the bodies of aliens. And see, that's not, it's not human DNA, and it's not a human shape, it's an alien. And to me, it looks like someone just carved this out of cement, but they say, no, no, that's an alien. Now, there's an, a little bit of important context here. I'm going to pull this up, because this is the part that Walsh is not going to read on his show. You can, you can read the whole article. Uh, everyone's going to be saying this is proof that aliens exist. Well, here we have, let's see. Here we have a key quote from this article. The claims by the self-claimed ufologist have not been proven. The claims about the DNA, the claims about this not being recognizable as human or made by humans. They have not been proven, and Mr. Mausan has previously been associated with claims of discoveries that have later been debunked. So... It's just fake, guys. It's fake because aliens are just demons for liberals and atheists. That's all it is. It's just maybe a psyop to distract us from actual pressing political matters um, and religious matters. Or maybe it's demonic in nature. Or maybe it's just some weirdo who got fooled. But the headline you're going to see is, Alien Bodies Discovered! And the actual story is, Guy who made disproven claims makes more similarly to be disproven claims. That's, that is what's going on here. Now, speaking of unidentified life forms, Tim Scott claims to have a girlfriend. This is the uh, senator, Republican senator from South Carolina who's running for president. And he made the claims on cable news And a lot of people are making fun of him for these claims. I'm not going to make fun of him for these claims, regardless of whether or not they are true. We'll get to that in one second. First, though, despite the lackluster economy, the Daily Wire is thriving. Not only that, we are hiring. We are currently looking for an inside sales rep to join our fast-growing sales department. 
As an inside sales rep, you will identify and solicit new client direct business. This is a unique opportunity to engage with clients nationwide to discuss advertising opportunities across multiple platforms, including podcast display, email, video, and more. The position is based in Nashville, Tennessee. If you're interested in joining our team, visit dailywire.com slash careers. That is dailywire.com slash careers today. My favorite comment yesterday is from Slap My Bass 3825, who says, the fact that this video, my episode yesterday, was deleted and had to be re-uploaded means that Michael's show was spicier than a PSL with extra cinnamon. So true. Spicier, perhaps, even than this candle. I noticed that. Some people were, were tagging me. They said, Michael, the show went up late on YouTube yesterday, which to me says, first of all, you should join Daily Wire. You should become a Daily Wire Plus member. Then you get the show immediately live no YouTube censorship whatsoever. We talk about whatever we want. But two, yeah, sometimes it's got to come down because YouTube is looking for any excuse to nuke my channel. And so uh, they've, they've got to uh, clean it up for YouTube. And we always, we always point out what we're, cl- what we're cleaning up. You know, okay, this segment had to go. YouTube was going to nuke our channel. Sorry, this word had to go. So you got to go get it at M. Knowles Show on X, formerly known as Twitter, or Daily Wire Plus. Tim Scott says he has a girlfriend. Uh, Here is the claim. And this headline, you might have caught your attention. GOP donors are privately pushing to Senator Tim Scott to give more details about his private life, your single status. So you must have heard this, and you got to be attuned without donations, without support. You can't run. What is your status? Well, obviously, uh, at this point, I'm taken. I have a wonderful girlfriend, and uh, we have a wonderful relationship. The good news is uh, God has blessed me with a smart Christian woman. That's great news. But more importantly is why are are the headlines there? The headlines are there because as I rise in the polls, as people show up at my, my town halls, it scares even my opponents. Okay, this is... The, a similar story that happened with Cory Booker last time. Cory Booker, also U.S. senator who wasn't married, who had never really been linked with any girlfriends. Uh, and, and then right as he starts running for president, Cory Booker starts dating an actress. <laughs> so it was a little on the nose to, to cast an actress. And he was a little more open about talking about this alleged relationship he was having than Tim Scott seems to be. Uh, And so some people are saying, oh, Tim Scott, it's just fake. He doesn't really have a girlfriend. You know, his girlfriend's up in Canada. She goes to another school or something. Uh, I don't care. I'm not going to make fun of Tim Scott for this. I don't care if Tim Scott has a girlfriend or not. I don't care about the reasons for for which Tim Scott may or may not have a girlfriend. It doesn't doesn't interest me. Not everyone is called to be married. That is the norm. That is true for most people. But for some people, they're called to religious life. They're called to a different vocation. They're called to a consecrated singleness. Some people want to get married and it's just never happened. I don't, I don't judge on that kind of thing. You know, as long as one is doing what one ought to do, as long as one is doing the right thing, then the actual circumstances in which one finds oneself, with or without a wife, in some other kind of vocation, remaining celibate, doing whatever, it's fine by me. I don't care. And it reminds me, forget about Tim Scott for a second. Christians get a a bad rap for being judgmental because we say, hey, you know, you shouldn't have like weird porno in elementary schools. (laughs) You know, we're really judgmental. We're we're so authoritarian. But but Christians do have that rap. We we have thoughts about uh, personal comportment, about professional morality, political morality, sexual morality. We We have a view of how the human life ought to be lived. As does everybody, by the way. Some people are just a little more forthright about it than others. But 
In that way, Christians are very judgmental. But then in the extreme cases, it seems to me Christians and conservatives, and there's substantial overlap there, are the least judgmental people on earth. And the supposedly tolerant, open-minded, inclusive liberals, they're the most judgmental people on earth. Because in the extreme cases, let's say some guy becomes an axe murderer. Let's say some guy, I don't know, engages in some other sort of terrible behavior. What the Christian response is, is, oh, well, there but for the grace of God go, go I. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, we're, this is human nature. The imagination of man's heart is evil from the beginning. We're inclined towards sin. We're born with original sin. We, we have to deal with concupiscence. And yeah, th- thanks to the grace of God that I haven't fallen that way, but I easily could have. I'm no better than that guy of my own uh, merit. I just have had the good grace to be uh, brought off that path. And so I, I know the liberals are, are going to be the ones who make fun of Tim Scott for this. It's not really going to be the conservatives maybe make, make a few jokes here or there, but it's always the liberals. They're going to be the ones saying this guy can't get a girl or this guy's gay or this guy's that or this guy's. They're going to be the ones insinuating all sorts of mean, nasty little things about him. Uh, I think most conservatives are going to say, OK, whatever, Tim Scott, are you going to be a good president or not? He's, he's not all that high in the polls right now. So, you know, it doesn't look like he's going to win the nomination. But if he doesn't win the nomination, it's not going to be because he's got a girlfriend or doesn't have a girlfriend or because those conservatives are so damned judgmental. Now, speaking of relationships, a couple days ago, She's 26 was trending. And She's 26 was trending because Chris Evans, who is an insufferably liberal actor, he played one of the superheroes. Uh, He's 41 and uh, he's marrying this gal who's 26. Her name is uh, Alba Baptista. That's a good name. And this was trending. This She's only 26. What a creep. All these liberal accounts saying, oh, it's awful. Hey, look at that age gap. He's 15 years older than she is. That's off. She, he's exploiting her. And I thought, hold on, wait a second, wait a second. You're telling me that a 26-year-old woman cannot really consent to marry a man who's a little bit older than her. But a 16-year-old girl certainly can consent to sterilize herself, get carved up, have her organs taken off, and uh, reduce her own life expectancy. That's what you're telling me. I don't, forget about 16. They're now starting the transition, the gender transition in elementary schools. A six-year-old, I guess. Does that make any sense? Of course that doesn't make any sense. So what explains it? What explains it is not some consistent view of consent. What explains it is not some consistent view of morality. What explains it is that whatever is good, these liberals will oppose. (laughs) It sounds like I'm being a little bit harsh, but I'm not. Show me the lie. Show me the counterexample. What explains this is when a woman marries a man, they enter into the basic political institution that is conducive to both of their flourishing and that is open to the possibility of life and that can create more children. But the libs don't want that. Anything that will break up marriages, anything that will reduce the number of children being born, anything that will reduce people's true flourishing and happiness, anything that will undermine justice and the political order, the liberals will support. Even if those various 
uh, facets of their project seem to be in conflict with one another. That's what it's about. And the reason is that they're beginning from flawed premises about human nature and the point of life, and they're, uh, they allow this to develop into behavior that is very harmful to themselves and to others, and they follow these bad ideas to their logical conclusions. That's why. This is why when people bemoan tribal politics, yes, you don't want to be thoughtlessly partisan. Yes, you don't want to blindly follow some mob. Of course not. But broadly speaking, tribal politics is a pretty good thing. And tribal politics, by the way, is all politics. Because politics is about real particular groups that are in opposition to one another. And, and so we say, well, we don't, we don't want to be tribal or anything like that. Look, if you agree with a group of people, of a lot of people, on 99% of issues, and there's one issue on which you think you disagree, I think any degree of humility would make you stop and wonder, huh, am I wrong here? Is it that all of these people who agree with me on so many things, that they happen to be wrong on this one issue, or is it possible that I am wrong on this issue? As, as a rule of thumb, tribal politics is not a bad thing. We actually just call it politics. The rest of the show continues now, folks. It is Woke Wednesday. You do not want to miss it. Become a member. Use code Knowles at checkout for two months free on all annual plans.